0: Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the Wellness Company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency, and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic z pax and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. That's right, folks. 10% off. Peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe. Stay prepared with The Wellness Company. Again, Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn Everybody, it is Friday. Uh, Welcome back to the show. Um, You know, we're gonna be doing a quick rundown of the news today. Uh, That's really what we're gonna be making the focus of this show about. Is we're gonna be bringing you guys the news, some conservative commentary, and that sort of thing. So uh, here's gonna be the rundown for what we've got today. Today we've got uh, the left is trying to downplay Antifa, but it completely backfired and is making uh, Black Lives Matter look just as violent as they are. You've got uh, Michael Massey talking about how sick he is of Black Lives Matter. And then we've also got the potential for a second wave of COVID-19. And what is that going to mean in regards to more lockdowns and more more, uh, shelter-in-place orders and that sort of thing? So let's head on to the news. Uh, Let's talk Right now, uh, before we get going with the news, um, just wanted to uh, remind you guys about a great news source that uh, that I highly recommend for you guys. We've got Knock Report, N O Q Report. Uh, it's run by my good friend J D Rucker. He's the editor in chief over there. Uh, he's got a great uh, it's a great resource for you. Definitely use that, uh, especially with today. You never really know who to trust. You never really know what news organizations to uh, to be able to. Uh, check out and read, uh, and that sort of thing. Especially with fake news, you never really know what's going on. So definitely check out Knock Report. Uh, there's a lot of great commentary, bringing you guys the news. A lot of great articles and all of that. Highly, highly recommend that you bookmark that, make that your home page, and uh, use that for your news source. Don't don't rely on the New York Times. Don't re- don't rely on CNN. Don't rely on literal fake news. Uh, you find good conservative uh, news sources. Knock Report is definitely one of them. So definitely check that out and oqreport.com. So the first story that I wanted to get to is a story I read in BuzzFeed. It's titled How the Antifa Fantasy Spread in Small Towns Across the U.S. And what's, it, this this story is actually quite hilarious uh, because it, what it's really doing is it's showing uh, just how much the leftist media is, is trying to oppose President Trump. It, it's literally one of those things where it seems like he could say anything, and then the media will oppose it, right? So he, if, if if President Trump came out for open borders, I feel like the Democrats would turn around and they would be for the wall. If President Trump came out and said, hey, I'm pro-choice, uh, the Democratic Party would make it their platform that they would be pro-life. Uh, that is the problem with the media right now. That's the problem with uh, politics. That's the, pro- that's the problem with the news, is that nobody's actually principled. What they're trying to do is they're just trying to oppose... President Trump. Um, so let me. I wanted to read you a little bit. A little bit out of this article. It's fascinating the argumentation that they're using, right? Uh, so they said Antifa has become the right's face of violent leftist protest in the United States, sloppily aligned with, as the president put on, Ju- on June first, professional anarchists, violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters. In a tweet, Trump claimed the National Guard had shut down the Antifa-led anarchists, among others. And then they put. The D.C. field office of the FBI reported no Antifa involvement in protests, according to the nation. Okay, so think about this. What, what they're doing right here is they're setting it up for, and for Antifa not to get the fallout for these riots, protests, looting, and that sort of thing. Think about that. We've all seen the violence happening on television. We've all seen the riots happening uh, we've seen the looting. We've seen the videos. We've seen people uh, get beat up. Now the thing is, is that what the 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 narrative from the Black Lives Matter movement is that it's not it's not BLM. It's these other agitators that have come in. We've all heard this all over the news and all over, and all over the media. Now what's happened is that the right and conservatives and even President Trump to a certain degree. Has embraced this kind of thinking. Has embraced this ideology that look, Black Lives Matter. They're the protesters, the rioters. It's this other organization called Antifa, and they're coming in and they're being violent, and uh, they're the ones that are stirring things up and uh, being instigators and that sort of thing. So, wh- what's happened is na- now that was that was originally something that came from the left. Donald Trump embraced it and said, okay, cool. We're gonna name we're gonna name these agitators a domestic terrorist organization. And then, because Trump supports it, all of a sudden now, the leftist media is going to oppose it. It's, it's mind-boggling what, what they're actually doing here. Uh, the article continues, It's difficult to talk about Antifa with any sort of precision. It's leftist in so much as it's against, well, fascism, authoritarianism, and white supremacists. So think about this. It, this BuzzFeed article is playing into the narrative that Antifa is actually anti-fascist. If you actually understand what fascism is, Antifa is literally an organization promoting fascism because what they're saying is that if you disagree with us, we will destroy you. This is what they've been doing in Portland, which is kind of their main hub up there. They've been literally going around and running the town, destroying everything that comes into their path. Why? Because people disagree with them. That is the definition of fascism. This article says that Antifa is against authoritarianism. What do you think Antifa is? What do you think that they are doing? They are demanding that you Obey them. They are demanding that you go along with what they say or else, again, they will destroy you. I don't know another definition for authoritarianism. And then they said, there are some local groups, but there's no national leadership structure. Many Antifa dedicated themselves to finding white supremacists in their communities and outing them. Most people within those groups are for violent protests only as a last resort, but a handful are for more forceful displays and destruction. Let me tell you something. This is a total soft piece by BuzzFeed trying to downplay the danger of Antifa. The thing is, is that the, the mainstream media has not covered Antifa the way that they should. There's a, there's a reporter, and I'm I'm hoping that I uh, pronounce his name correctly, Andy No, up in up in Portland. He's been covering Antifa for the longest time. He's been beat up. He's he's had. Uh, he's had uh, cement shakes thrown thrown on his face, caused damage. Um, you know he has he has he has broken down just how violent and just how much antifa is a domestic terrorist organization. We saw Project Veritas actually infiltrated them where they're actually teaching and training their their new recruits on how to be violent, how to instigate mobs. And then BuzzFeed is over here downplaying them, saying that they only see violence as a last resort. And they're really, what they're trying to do is they're trying to root out white supremacy. They're trying to, they're the good guys. Antifa's the good guys. They're being portrayed wrongly by President Trump and the conservatives. Now, uh, this last paragraph I wanted to read, and this 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 is, this is this is the kicker. The most important thing to understand about Antifa is that there are very, very few of them. According to the Washington Post, when the group tried to gather nationally, they topped out at a few hundred. Now here's the thing, this is showing the utter hypocrisy of the mainstream media. When it comes to organizations like the KKK, they make a big deal about how the KKK supports Donald Trump, thus Donald Trump's a white supremacist, thus Donald Trump is practically in the KKK. This is this is their crazy, crazy mentality that, that, that they have of trying to associate the right with with anything that could be completely argued or misconstrued as support, they try to do this with the Tea Party. They try they tried to say, look, the Tea Party is a violent organization. Never once was there any violence. Never once did their protest, did their um, you know peaceably assembling ever result in the kind of looting and violence and murder that we are seeing out of these Black Lives Matter protests. But, Antifa, we've seen the violence. the problems that the police have had and the government's had up in Portland, we've seen the evidence that Antifa has infiltrated these Black Lives Matter protests, but the left is providing cover for Antifa. Why is the left providing cover for Antifa? It makes no sense unless it's that they know that they need Antifa to push their agenda. They need Antifa in order to stay relevant. They need the violence. They need the looting. They need all of that in order to be able to justify the coverage on the mainstream media. But here's the thing. This argumentation is completely backfiring, and let me explain to you why. Like I was saying earlier, the mainstream media has tried to make it seem like Black Lives Matter are are the peaceful protesters and that there was these other agitators that came in, and those agitators happened to be Antifa. So by basically making Antifa out to be the peaceful organization, that's just, they're just trying to root out uh, white supremacy. They're just trying to root out the bad guys. They're only doing violence as a last resort. There's, only, there's not that many of them. What they're doing is they're shifting all the blame of the violence and the protesting and, and the looting directly on to Black Lives Matter. So because they are blinded by their hatred of President Donald Trump, because they are blinded by their desire to oppose every single thing that he says, what they've actually done is they've allowed President Trump to completely and utterly troll them. Think about it. All of a sudden now, they are going back on their narrative, and they are thus now shifting all the blame for the violence, the looting directly onto Black lives matter thus are they making the argument that uh, the Antifa should not be a domestic terrorist organization are they making the argument that black lives matter should be I mean that that's essentially what they're saying here is they're saying that there's like the uh, the article literally go, goes on to say there's no evidence that antifa is involved with these protests the FBI like I said earlier the FBI uh, denies that, that Antifa was present in the protests think about it. They are literally shifting the blame of domestic terrorism away from Antifa, an organization that is training people to commit violent acts, and they're shifting all the violence, all the looting, all the horrific things that we've seen directly onto the backs of Black Lives Matter. Now we all know that that Black Lives Matter, um, they have a history of violence. We know that th- that there is a history of uh, looting. Uh, there's, you know, the, you know, police officers have been murdered in the name of Black Lives Matter and that sort of thing. I'm not saying that the organization itself has has um, has done anything illegal on their behalf. I just want to make that clear. But in their name, this has happened. So this is definitely something that we that we need to understand. But they don't. It's like the the BuzzFeed here with this article. They don't even understand how hypocritical they are with double standards they have. And the implications of what they're actually saying to me if you want to provide cover for black lives matter you put all the blame onto antifa instead what they're doing is they're providing cover for antifa and thus without even realizing it shifting blame over to black lives matter so i just thought that that was quite hilarious and uh so that that was uh the first news story i wanted to cover before we head to the next news story just want to let you know about a resource for you guys. Um, so the other organization that I run is uh, the GK, uh, which stands for Gatekeepers. If you go to gatekeepersonline.com slash store, we actually have some resources for you over there. So we have a book uh, that uh, that I recently published called Social Injustice, which is tackling the issue of social justice. Uh, and some of the stuff that we dealt with is dealing with uh, you know th- this issue of white supremacy, Black Lives Matter, and, all, and a lot of the stuff that we're seeing going on uh, today in the country. Um, so if you go over there to, again, gatekeepersonline.com slash store, uh, you can use the code Jeff to buy anything uh, there in the store. You get 10% off. We've got that book, Social Injustice. We're also pre-ordering a book called Five Steps to Kill a Nation by Pastor Sam Jones, which is really taking a look at um, at our nation, how it's imploding before our eyes. And he's taking a look at what's actually Causing it. So if you go over to gatekeepersonline.com/store, use the code Jeff for anything there in the store, you get ten percent off. Uh, definitely recommend uh, those resources. We're going to be adding some more stuff over there as well. The next story that I wanted to cover was um, actually an article that we posted over there uh, at the GK on the Gatekeepers, but it's by my good friend Michael Massey. Michael Massey, uh, he, he's he's a black uh, conservative commentator. Uh, he's I believe he's been a minister for many many years. Um, he he's 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 one of the guys that I respect the most when it comes to understanding what's going on with uh, with politics, with Black Lives Matter, and all of that. Um, he wrote an article called, I'm Sick of Hearing Black Lives Matter. Um, and I wanted to read you a few excerpts of his article. It was quite fascinating coming from him, who is himself African American, who is himself black, Um, And he's being actually quite critical of Black Lives Matter and and really exposing the hypocrisy of what they've got going on over there. Um, He said, I'm sick of hearing how Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is a Stalinist domestic terrorist group comprised of bigots, racists, anarchists, and terrorists with three things in common. Number one, they all hate America. Number two, they're funded by taxpayer money and Soros money. And number three, they're all going to hell when they die. If they do not confess their sins, repent and turn from them and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. The factual truth is that lives do not matter, be they black, white, gray, and I don't even know how to pronounce the next word, Until so I'm going to skip it, until a black person dies during a confrontation with white police officers. That's a fascinating, fascinating perspective. It's very clear. To Black Lives Matter, the organization, black lives matter or any lives actually for that matter, don't actually matter until it's a black person that dies at the hands of a police officer. Black Lives Matter, Don't d- nobody cares when it's happening dozens and dozens of times every single day of black people getting killed by other black people, mostly by gang violence happening in Chicago. Nobody's doing anything about that. No, nobody cares when it's a black police officer dying at the hands of the Black Lives Matter protesters. Nobody cares then but when it's a black uh, when it's a black person getting killed by the police, all of a sudden now Black Lives matter. Also, nobody cares when it's black babies being aborted. again, they only care when it's a police officer. Why is that? because they're pushing a narrative, they're pushing an agenda. And what we're seeing is that we're, we're seeing that agenda come to fruition with the attempt to defund the police. I was watching a documentary, The 13th, on Netflix, uh, which is talking about the incarceration and the 13th Amendment, which uh, I believe uh, J.D. Rucker and Sam Jones and I are going to be doing an American conservative movement podcast on this very issue uh, coming up probably next week. But the, the 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 agenda here is to really defund the police and in, in 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 the incarceration of criminals, this is really the movement and the push that they're making right now. Um, it, it's it's really scary when you think about what they're actually trying to do. Uh, Michael Massey continues: If lives mattered, if lives mattered, there wouldn't be north of a trillion dollars in property damages across the United States, owing to domestic terrorist groups like Antifa and godless, immoral opportunists who personify and zeitgeist.
1: Brain fog, insomnia
0: Or the zeitgeist where looting and stealing is viewed as supporting family. If lives mattered, retired St. Louis police, former uh, retired St. Louis City former police captain David Doran would still be alive. He wouldn't have been murdered by black street trash looting a pawn shop. If lives mattered, those like CNN host Don Lemon and Fredo Cuomo wouldn't call rioters freedom fighters. If lives mattered, these thugs and hired trash wouldn't have blocked the streets to prevent firefighters from getting to the house they set on fire with a small baby inside. Again, he's showing the utter hypocrisy of the left, of the mainstream media, and of the Black Lives Matter movement. They don't actually care about lives. That's what he's trying to say here. Specifically, this is Michael talking again, specifically, if Black Lives mattered, over 70% of homes with black families wouldn't be single-parent households headed by women with children from multiple men. He also also goes on to talk about how um, if black lives actually mattered, we would not be aborting them at the rate that we are. We would not be aborting black babies at the rate that we are with Planned Parenthood that is intentionally in minority communities. There's a reason. If you look at the history of Planned Parenthood, it was established as a white supremacist organization looking to keep the African-American community down keep them to where they wouldn't become a major voting block, and unfortunately, they have succeeded. Guys like my good friend, uh, Pastor Ken Peters, who's the founder of the Church of Planned Parenthood, he's actually trying to do something. We need more people to actually try to do something. Again, if we actually care about black lives, we will actually do something about what is actually taking them. Police killing African Americans in 2019 If you looked at mainstream media, you would think that blacks are getting killed in the streets on a daily basis. You would think that the police force is a racist organization that is literally just going around shooting African-Americans left and right. If you look at the grand total, again, I'm going off the top of my head, so maybe I'm off by one or two, there was a grand total of nine. Nine black people that were killed by police in 2019. Six of them were fleeing No, I'm sorry. Nine of them were unarmed. Nine African-Americans were unarmed, killed killed by police. Six of them were fleeing. There was only three that were not resisting arrest, as far as I know. So three justify the mass violence and looting across this country. It is absurd. Those three people, those nine people even, should not have died by any means, That said, that's nine instances. Those police officers who killed them should be prosecuted. Justice should be served as it is in the George Floyd case. Justice is being served. He was arrested. He's facing charges of second-degree murder. If anything, that shows black lives do matter. That police officer has over a million dollars in bail if he wants to get out. He's, he's going to be charged for murder. More than likely, he's going to go away for decades, if not a lifetime, for what he did to George Floyd. So let me tell you something. Black lives matter. The justice system is working. We need to allow the justice system to play out. We can make some minor adjustments. We can make some adjustments to police training. I, th- I think, if anything, there's more of an issue with uh, with excessive force from the police than anything. I don't know if that's necessarily rooted in racism. But there's definitely some changes that we can make uh, to alleviate that. But to say that black lives don't matter and that we need to defund the police and eliminate the police altogether, let me just tell you something. That could not be further from the truth. So before we move on to our last story, I also wanted to remind you about uh, another uh, program that we've got uh, going on over um, on my other organization, uh, the GK. Uh, we actually have a plugged-in membership program, which actually gets you a lot of resources over there, gets you 30% off in our in our online uh, bookstore that we've got. Um, it's You'll also get a devotional. Again, this is uh, the GKs can be more focused on Christians, Christianity, that sort of thing. But if, but if you're interested in any of that and looking at what's going on in the world from a Christian perspective, you can go to gatekeepersonline.com slash in check that out uh, we've got we, ha- we have a destroy social justice conference that the recording is available to you guys exclusively uh, you'll get a devotional in your email um, every single week uh, you know authored by different uh, pastors and theologians and that sort of thing um, and and you'll get a lot more exclusive content check that out gatekeepersonline.com plugged in wanted to move on to our last story um, which is uh, by my good friend JD Rucker over at knock report NOQ report. Uh, It's titled, We Must Not Allow a Second Round of Coronavirus Lockdowns to Materialize. And what's fascinating to me about all of this is that we see the utter hypocrisy from the leftist politicians and from the mainstream media in regards to COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Um, When when it came to the coronavirus, they obliterated in the media and our reputation when we held the protest to open up America. The protests were... Peaceful. I did not hear of any looting. I did not hear of any crimes. I did not hear of any violence. I did not hear of any murder, like what we're seeing with the Black Lives Matter protests. With Black Lives Matter, with these protests that are going across the country right now, we are literally seeing businesses destroyed. We're seeing people get you know flat out injured and beat up within an inch of within an inch of their life. We're literally seeing people be murdered, and the mainstream media is covering for them. But then on top of that. The argument was made that the, that the people that were trying to open back up America, the people that were having those protests, hate grandma. They hate old people. They hate people that with preconditions that make them more susceptible to coronavirus because of what they were saying is that by gathering in large groups and large organizations outside Capitol buildings, that that the open up America rallies were actually going to cause harm. There was no evidence of it. There's no evidence that COVID-19 was spiking because of those rallies, but that was the narrative that was being pushed, and that and that's why, for example, out here in California, up in Sacramento, they denied permits for the Open Up America rallies to occur at the Capitol. So they went ahead and they they did it anyway. We saw we saw the uh, the, the the people that were rallying and peacefully protesting get obliterated by the media. We saw this happen over and over and over again. Why? Because of the coronavirus. But then, all of a sudden, magically, when is Black Lives Matter protesting for a leftist cause, all of a sudden now, oh, there's no problem with COVID-19. COVID-19, what is what is that? When's the last time you've actually heard somebody in the mainstream media actually talking about COVID-19? It's been almost none since the George Floyd riots began because they're trying to provide cover. They know if they talk about COVID-19, it's going to undermine the current protests. It's going to undermine the narrative. So they don't even talk about it. But now, all of a sudden, President Trump says, oh, look, all these people, they're out in the streets. Maybe I can start having my my uh, Make America Great Again rallies. Maybe I can start campaigning. I'll, I'll, I'll pack out an arena. I'll pack out an, at, an outdoor stadium. And all of a sudden, now the media is like, oh, no, no, you no. can't do that. You can't have a rally to, for re-election. We're gonna start talking about coronavirus again. Really, really fascinating. So, okay, wanted to read you uh, JD's commentary on this. He said the lockdowns are coming, and and, the, and and again, we've been on out here in California. We've been in shelter-in-place orders since my birthday, which was March 16th. So we're we're on what three months in. We're starting to slowly, slowly open up, but we're still going to be under shelter-in-place orders, they said, until uh, there is herd immunity and a vaccine. Now, J.D. says, the lockdowns are coming. The lockdowns are coming. That's the message mainstream media and Democratic politicians are pushing right now. They're claiming a second wave of the coronavirus is already starting to hit, and we need to get ready to fight it like we did before. They're claiming states like Arizona, which lifted most of their restrictions three weeks ago, is now experiencing a spike in cases. None of that matters. Is there going to be a second wave? Maybe. It doesn't matter. We know enough about COVID-19 to realize that it's not an excuse to continue to destroy the economy and send people into destitution. It's not enough of a threat to destroy jobs, tank companies, and push people into another panic. We need precautions for the most vulnerable among us, namely the elderly and those with pre-existing conditions. For the rest of us, we need to we need freedom. To live our lives, go to work, go to church, or essentially whatever else we want to do. I totally concur with what JD is saying over there at Knock Report. Um, the, the the fascinating thing to me about about the impending uh, spike in COVID nineteen cases is that more than likely it's going to be happening because of these Black Lives Matter rallies and protests. I mean, think about it. we've got we've got hundreds of, of thousands of people showing up in some of these capitals across the country. I mean, more than likely, some of them have COVID-19 or are carriers, so it's going to spread. Again, we know that the death rate among, uh, among this, among healthy people, is, is I don't want to say none, but it's very, very low, very close to not being deadly. Uh, with people with pre-existing conditions like, um, like diabetes, uh, cancer, um, uh, respiratory issues, things like that, the, the, the death rate there is significantly, significantly higher. The fascinating thing about this is that we know statistically that COVID-19 is more prevalent and has a higher death rate among minority communities, primarily because there's a higher percentage of minorities uh, that are in lower income families. So when when you begin to look at that, when you're in a lower-income family, oftentimes you are not eating the healthiest. There's, uh, if if you go into the inner cities, you go into lower-income parts of town. Oftentimes, there's more fast food restaurants. Uh, there's there's not the kind of quality produce and the quality food and restaurants and and that sort of thing that are in those communities. So, uh, we also know that uh, diabetes and uh, and cancer rates and and other and other issues that are related to lifestyle are higher in minority communities. Thus, we know that, that COVID-19 uh, is spread easier and uh, is actually has a more deadly repercussion for minorities, which is why we need to be able to protect them more. Now, think about it. These Black Lives Matter protests and rallies, the majority of them are minorities. The people that are most susceptible to coronavirus, the people that are most susceptible to COVID-19 and actually dying as a result of getting it. But who are the ones that are out rioting? The people that are most susceptible to getting COVID-19 and having serious, serious repercussions and needing to go into ICU and needing, needing to go into the, into the emergency room. So we are going to see, more than likely, another spike. We're actually going to see, more than likely, the mortality rate go up. Why? Because the people that are most susceptible to coronavirus, statistically speaking, are the people that are exposing themselves by going to these rallies and these protests the communities that are most susceptible to dying from coronavirus? Are the very people, are the very communities that are being represented that are being represented at these riots, protests, looters, and all of that? So they're not practicing proper social distancing. Many of them are not wearing masks. They're not taking proper precautions. And thus, we're going to see another spike. We're going to see probably the mortality rate go up because again, the people that are most susceptible are gonna be getting it. So then the question is, what do we do? How do we respond as the government? Well, I think, I think number one, the response is not to do another lockdown. We saw that they do not work. It's actually just destroying people's lives. Uh, we do not need to go down that route again. What we need to do is we need to make it to where people that are healthy can go about their day. They can provide for their families. They can They can open back up their businesses. And that we need to give recommendations to those that are most susceptible to coronavirus to stay home, self-isolate. Maybe we still provide um, unemployment for uh, and a fallback for those people that are most susceptible. If if we if we if we've been doing it anyway, let's let the people go back to work that don't need help. And then the people that do need help, maybe we provide um, some services for them. Maybe we provide food. Maybe we provide, um, you know, you know, making sure that rent payments are, are deferred, further unemployment, something like that. We can provide for those that are most susceptible to coronavirus, all while not destroying the lives of people and not destroying the economy, and and just and just not destroy not destroying people's future. People's future are going down the drain right now because of these lockdowns. People's businesses are going out. They're no longer going to be. People have invested their entire savings, their life savings into starting a business, and they can't afford to keep their doors open because of these lockdowns. We do not need to go down that path anymore or ever again. So moving forward, we need to fight. We need to push back against the government tyranny against the big government that is looking to destroy people's lives and have us more reliant on the government. As conservatives, this is what we do. As conservatives, this is what we push back against. We push for freedom. We push for liberty. We push for uh, the constitutional rights of every single American, no matter what color they are, no matter what gender they are, um, no matter what kind of job they have. We push for constitutional rights for everybody that's what we're doing. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we're going to take the weekend off. We're going to be back here on Monday for another round of Let's Talk Right Now. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys are listening on iTunes or Spotify, if you guys can subscribe, leave leave us a review, let us know uh, what, what you think of us, uh, what you think of what, what's what's being said, what we're talking about, You getting any ideas, questions, comments, whatever it is, you can always uh, email me at gatekeepersonline at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at Jeff the GK. Uh, we're going to be actually launching launching the Freedom First website uh, probably this weekend, if not early early next week, freedomfirstnetwork.com. Save that. It's not up yet, but it will be up very soon. We've got a lot of awesome shows in the works, A lot a lot of great personalities that are going to be actually hosting shows and that sort of thing. Right now, make sure you guys check out We've got the America Held Hostage podcast. Uh, we've got Two Mics, which is ho- hosted by um, Michael Schuer, who's a former CIA CIA agent, and he was also in charge of the Osama bin Laden tracking unit. Uh, we've got uh, Rucker Report. JD Rucker's got a few um, other podcasts over here as well. We're going to be unveiling some more shows very soon with some names that you guys are definitely not going to want to miss. Um, and then also, remember, mark your calendars June 20th, which is next Saturday. Another round of the Saving America conferences, hosted by the American Conservative Movement. Uh, We've had a lot of great uh, conservative voices speaking at that. Uh, So make sure you mark your calendars. We're going to be streaming on all the platforms. We got uh, we've got uh, Periscope, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, We are going to get the conservative message out there to the masses. Make sure you guys tune in. You guys are not going to want to miss that. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose proper all-naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for All Naturals, where beef meets freedom.
1: It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause